Hey guys, uh, it's Brian here on the Pity Party. I am here with the one, the only Chris Jericho. How are you doing today, man? Rocking, man. Very much so. Yeah, that's that's wicked sweet. So you guys, um, Fozzy, you guys have a new album coming out. It's called Judas. Or I guess it's uh, it's coming out on the thirteenth of October. Um, it's with Century Media Records. Uh, how excited are you about this? Well, we've been working on this for almost two years now, and obviously super excited, especially with the um, amount of success Judas has had the single um, in the States here is top 10 uh, rock radio, number one satellite radio, almost 10 million views on the video in less than six months. So it's really, really cool to see all that momentum. And now, after all that momentum, the, the fact that we know that we have a great record behind it with two or three or four other songs that are just as good as Judas. So uh, it's a good time to be in Fathers right now. We're really happy and uh, excited for the for the next few months. Yeah, no kidding. I I would absolutely be too. Um, one of the things I noticed listening to the record is that it's probably your guys's most like heavily heavily produced album in terms of uh, you know like after effects that have been put on or like vocal effects and stuff like that. Um, whose whose decision was to do that? And like, is it something that you guys like really enjoy adding on to your music? Well, we decided to work with an outside producer with this record for the first time ever, so we brought in a guy called Johnny Andrews, and he had worked with us on our last record, We Want to Start a War, especially on the song uh, Lights Go Out, which was our biggest song to date before Judas. And there is a lot of different effects on it in Washington. And stuff. Well, it goes back to the production of the Beatles in the 60s and George Martin, and just kind of putting out some cool vibes and tones to a different song to really make it fit, fit the... Uh, the overall feeling of what you want it to sound like, what you want it to be like. So I think we've always kind of been into that. We've always been very big on ear candy, background effects that you don't really notice the first time, uh, different sound effects, different instrumentation being used, a lot of loops on our songs that we usually take from hip-hop songs or funk songs from the 70s, put them in the background, where you don't even notice it until you notice it, and then you'll never, uh, then you'll never unnotice it. So that's been a Fozzie uh, trademark for a long time now. Yeah, um, so that's I I agree, and I mean I think that's like a really a really cool thing that you you guys do. It it adds more re-listenability to the record in general, right? Like you can go back and listen to it four or five times and always be hearing something new. It's kind of like a classic movie type of deal, right? Well, yeah, some of my favorite records of all time have that sort of a vibe to it. I mean, even I remember when I watched a year and a half of the, uh, uh, in the life of Metallica, watched them make, make the Black record. But it shows Lars doing all the different percussion that he does. And I think it's my friend of misery. There's kind of like a, a bone hit in the middle of it, wood clappers and all that sort of thing. I like that because that is um, true uh, soundscape. And it's stuff that you might not even notice, but you will subtly hear these little things in the background. And like I said, it's been a big part of Fozzie's music for, for years. We enjoy doing that. Um, we knew a long time ago the only chance we really had to make it to the next level and break out to do things our way. And that's what we've always done, and we continue to do that. It seems to be paying off really well for us now, especially since the release of Judas. Yeah, um, you guys released that as a single on the 5th of May, and, and as you said, like it's it's just kind of topping charts all over the place and, and, and doing really, really well for you guys. Um, how, like... This obviously has to be a super, super insanely exciting time for you guys. Um, you know, being on all these, these, this rock radio and charts and all that stuff. Like, it, it's got to be a new feeling in general. So, like, how do you guys plan on moving forward with it? Like, you have all this momentum. So, where, where are you, where are you going from here? Well, I mean, I call it the Judas effect. There's so much momentum, like you mentioned, all the things we discussed. 
especially on the touring. I mean, the, the, the numbers that we're doing now are bigger than we've ever done in the past because we have the bona fide hit single. People are checking us out that have never checked us out before. Maybe they've heard the name Fozzy, but never really heard any of our music. So they go check us out and they hear the best song and the biggest song we've ever done. So the, the idea is just to go and tour as many places as we can and continue to grow. This is our shot to really make it to the next level. And we've been on the, the, the brink of it for years. Now there's, there's nothing holding us back. Every single thing that we were always told that we needed to get to the next level, we've got it. Our hit single, views on YouTube, great numbers touring, great sales numbers. I mean, Judas has sold the same amount of records since the first week it was released five months ago. So that's 20 weeks at this level of sales that being any other rock and roll band out there, including Metallica. So, um, all those factors kind of line up to where now everyone wants to know you. We're like almost a 17-year overnight sensation. But that's okay. We'll take it. And it's a good place to be to know that people want to hear your music. And we're ready. I mean, we're, we're veterans at this. So when it comes to having a hit and all the opportunities that come with it, we're not going to squander it. We know exactly how to play it. We know exactly how to parlay it and say something bigger. And uh, that's kind of what we've been doing. So once again, it's one of those things maybe two years, three years, four years ago we wouldn't have been ready for this. But Right now, it's the right song at the right place at the right time, and we're not going to take it for granted. Well, I'm, I'm hoping it works out for you guys. Um, you guys, of course, have been together since 99, seven albums later. After all that, like, for you personally, how hard is it to keep coming up with lyrics? Like, where do you draw your inspiration from? It's really not. You know, it's, it's poetry. It's things that happen to you within your life. I mean, you know, we're talking one of the now. There's a song on the record. One of the centerpieces is called Words Ruth Way. Yeah. And that's the street that I grew up on in Winnipeg in St. James. Uh, so that's a song dealing with my childhood, about the death of my mother. Deep stuff. It's the stuff that makes great lyrics and really tap into the really So, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry about so that. It just depends on what kind of a mood you're in, what kind of song you want to write, what kind of a vibe the song has. All that stuff adds up. So, there's always new ideas. It's like um, just living your life and experiencing different things that always leads to interesting uh, words that you can put into a song. Fair enough. Um, of course, growing up in Winnipeg, you've mentioned in some of your previous books and whatever that you uh, you were a really big fan of the band Striper. Do you still listen to them at all? Absolutely. Great band, man. I just went and saw them about a year ago. Fun. Right on. Um, question. Uh, how much... You, you mentioned before that like now that you've got people like listening more and more and more to your song, um, before that... How much crossover did you did you uh, notice in your fan bases in between your Fozzy fan base and your wrestling fan base? Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 at first there was a lot of people that came to see the band because I was in it, and there was probably just as many people that didn't come see the band because I was in it. But that's kind of gone away. I mean, whatever it takes to get people in the door, um, yeah, it's Jericho is in the band, but it's not Jericho's band. It's, it's a rock and roll band with five great players, five rock stars in it. I think the more people and hear Fozzie, the more they realize that, the more they're able to distance themselves from the fact that they have another career, um, which basically has nothing to do with this one. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. I mean, you look at Taylor Momsen and Pretty Reckless or Rob Zombie when he directs a horror movie, one really doesn't have anything to do with the other. And sometimes um, there's people on the in the world that just have different likes and different passions and happen to have some talent, some, some uh, you know aptitude and desire and passion for both. And that's kind of what's been going on uh, for me over, you know, since I was born. I wanted to be uh, in a rock and roll band, and I wanted to be a wrestler. And there's always going to be that crossover, and I'm not ashamed of either one. I'm very proud of the fact I was able to do both. But um, church and state are always separated when it comes to that. 
Um, I think people have figured that out over the years. Fair enough. Um, in that sort of vein, you guys have a cruise that you guys are planning next October, Rock and Wrestling. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Uh, we played, Fozzie played the Kiss Cruise back in 2015. And as soon as I walked off the ship, I called my manager and said, you know, we could do this. We could do a cruise. And what is what Chris Jericho's known for, rock and roll and wrestling. And that's basically what it's going to be. Some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, the biggest wrestling company in the world that's not WWE is going to be putting on a tournament on a wrestling, uh, in, in a ring, on the ship, in the middle of the ocean. Um, it's never been done before. I'm very big into doing things that have never been done before. Uh, some of the greatest some of the A-list comedians are going to be on there and live podcasting, paranormal discussion. It's going to have a little bit of everything of what I'm into. And uh, it's very exciting, man. It took me two years to get this thing up and running. And now that we have, it's a, it's a good time. And um, it's going to be a nerve-wracking year. It takes place next year, October 27, 2018. And, you know, every day I get the reports of how many cabins have sold. So until it sells out, you never, uh, never sit down and rest. And my idea, my goal is to have it sell out and um, make it an annual uh, destination vacation for anybody that's into what I'm into. And I know there's millions of people that feel the same way as I do. I'm curious to see how that ROH tournament's going to go down on there. Like, how are you guys planning on stabilizing the ring? Well, I mean, we played on Kiss's stage in the middle of the ocean. That stage is a lot heavier um, than a wrestling ring is. Fair. It's not like the, you know, if you've ever been on a cruise ship, it's very stable. It's, it doesn't rock back and forth. Ah, uh, okay. You know, it's just another activity on, on the middle of the ship. It's going to be great. And no one's ever really thought of it before, uh, which kind of blew my mind as soon as I thought of it and realized that no one had ever done it. I mean, I had to have engineers come aboard and, you know, give their uh, advice on how the, 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 the ring could be anchored to the ship and make sure that it's not going to move. And once they gave their approvals, and that's all, that's all it took. And now uh, the rest is just filling up the roster and picking a great uh, group of, you know, current wrestlers, Hall of Famers, like I said, A-list comedians. There's three of them that are on board now. And these guys, you know, all have their own Showtime specials and legendary status, you know, Jim Brewer being one of them. Um, um, and of course, with the rock bands, Fozzie King, uh, Phil Campbell from Motorhead. After Lemmy passed away, Phil continued on with Phil Campbell and the Bastard Son. So we basically have Ring of Honor, Chris Jericho, uh, the, the Bastard Son of Motorhead, uh, Hot Chicks, and Drinks. What more do you want, man? It sounds like it's going to be an insanely exciting time. I'm, I'm really pumped for you. So I got a couple more things, and then I'm going to let you go. First of all, I have a little bit of a tiny bone to pick with you. Of course, uh, you grew up in Winnipeg, big fan of hockey. You know how to skate. You're pretty good at it. You live now in Florida, and you've been the Tampa Bay Lightning ambassador or social media ambassador a couple of times. Now, I grew up in Winnipeg, but the Jets left before I really got to be a huge fan of them. I am a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Every time the Jets are down there, you're still cheering for the Jets. It's not even the same team. What's up with that? Well, it's Winnipeg Jets, man. You know, when you grow up in Winnipeg with the Jets, they become your team no matter what. And I was super devastated when they moved to Phoenix and super excited when they came back. So, I mean, if Tampa's playing anybody else, I'm a Tampa fan. But they know whenever they invite me. If it's a Jets game, I'm wearing my Jets jersey. Don't even try and make a change. <laughs> we always have a little bit of a family division. My kids wear the Lightning jerseys. I wear a lot of my Jets jerseys. And then we just go from there. Nice. Do you think the Jets are going to make the playoffs this year? Well, of course I have to say yes, but who knows? Every year you say that. Yeah. Every year, it's, you know. Uh, that's just the, the, the pros and cons of being a Jets fan. But I will say this. When I do finally make the playoffs, it's going to be a celebration like no other in that town. That's for sure. You going to come? Absolutely. Nice. Uh, all right. So I've got one more question. Is the absolute hardest question. I always ask it to everybody that I interview. And uh, 
I need to know your answer and the why. You ready? I'm ready. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it comes on a bun. A bun's not a sandwich. All right, fair enough. Sa- cool. Sandwich is two pieces of bread. Yeah, that's a good answer. So, of course, uh, oh, there you go. this has been Jericho uh, from uh, Fozzie. Of course, you can pick out their new album, Judas, coming up on October 13th through Sentient Media Records. Uh, make sure you pick it up wherever it is legally available to pick up. And, uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining me here today, man. Cheers, man. Always good to talk to a Winnipeg boy. Take care, man. Go to DJ's Pizza for dinner tonight. Have a Jericho. Yeah, will do, man. we Will do. Take it easy. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Thanks, bud.